Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. An update on the East County border wildfire containment. 20% as of this morning, crews continued making good work overnight. Still very gusty conditions out here. I'm Maureen Cavanaugh. This is KPBS Midday Edition. A report on one major piece of legislation that was not approved by California lawmakers. Our immigration system is broken. It needs to be fixed. I can't do that at my level. The musical Ragtime and Wynton Marsalis top the events on our weekend preview. That's ahead on Midday Edition. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Firefighters are slowly getting the upper hand on a wildfire that began Wednesday in San Diego's East County near the town of Portrero. The Border 32 fire has destroyed about 4,400 acres as it jumped State Route 94 and burned south toward the Tecate area. Two people have been badly burned by the wildfire. It's destroyed several structures, including three homes. Hundreds of firefighters continue battling the blaze in triple-digit temperatures today. Fire officials warn the threat of wildfire remains high as long as the heat wave continues. Joining me is CAL FIRE Captain Thomas Schutz. He's at the Incident Command Post just east of Hamun Casino. And Captain Schutz, welcome. Thanks for having me. What's the latest news on the Border 32 fire? Has containment been increased you know, things things are really looking up for us. We're hoping to turn the corner on this fire. 20% as of this morning, crews continued making good work overnight. Um, still very gusty conditions out here. And so that's always a concern for us, along with the dry heat and the temperatures. Um, but we're making a lot of progress. It's just a, a lot of open line. You can imagine a footprint that's over 4,000 acres. There's a lot of um, line that we have to cut around it, a lot of cooling down hot spots, and, and really making sure this fire is out before we walk away from it. 
Have there been any more injuries or any more homes burned? We have a total of three firefighter injuries. There were there were two additional ones yesterday. All, all three were heat related, and fortunately, all three were minor injuries. Um, what we're doing to combat that is is really uh, try and get our crews to the fire line quicker. It was a long hike into the rural part of very rugged terrain, so some folks were hiking hours before they even got to the fire line. As of today, we're actually flying them up with helicopters to get them to the line, get them to work quicker, and really just trying to take care of our crews, keep an eye on everybody, and make sure we don't have any more injuries. What have the conditions been like for the firefighters? You mentioned they were exhausted by the time they got there if they had to march to the area of the fire. What's it like today? It continues to be challenging. You know, we, we knew that we were coming into this long duration heat wave, and that's always a challenge for us. It, it's what we train for. We, we train in the heat. We know that these are our conditions. We have our crews out hiking every day. Um, but but these, these long heat waves where it doesn't really let up overnight, doesn't really give our bodies a, re, a time to recover. We're putting it all out on the line. We're doing the best we can to try to get folks back in their homes. And, and sometimes, uh, sometimes it starts to take a toll on our bodies. So we're, we're doing everything to take care of our, our firefighters. But um, it, it's tough terrain. It's a lot of steep hills, a lot of hiking, and, and just a lot of difficult work out there. But um, our, our folks are doing good. Everybody's uh, staying safe for the most part and, uh, and continuing to chip away. And how many firefighters are on the scene? We still have over 300 firefighters. We have a lot of folks who came off the line today. They're going to get rested up. We have a 24-hour cycle is usually how we do it. And so keeps folks fresh. They work for 20 hours, uh, give it all they got, and then we get them some rest and give them a day off. Um, so still a lot of folks out here, a lot of aircraft still out here putting out the hot spots. But overall, it, it doesn't really look like there's a fire in the area. There's smoke lingering, but no real spots taking off, no real active growth overnight. And that's always a positive for us. We can focus on building that containment line. I know people in the area were evacuated. Are people being allowed back into their homes now? We were able to lift some of the evacuations last night. We were grateful to get some folks back into their uh, homes on the Potrero side and also on the west side outside of the actual fire footprint. Right now, the folks who are, are evacuated are really in the main fire area, and we need to make sure that everything's uh, totally good to go before we let them in. That doesn't mean that we need to be at 100% containment, though. Um, ongoing talks this morning about trying to open up even more evacuations. We expect that that's going to happen later today. We don't have any details yet, but things are looking really positive. They're moving in a good direction with the limited fire growth and the, the excess of resources on the scene. We, we feel really good about um, potentially lifting some of the road closures and, and getting folks back in their homes. What kind of equipment has been used to fight the fire? We have we have all kinds of equipment. We're really lucky here in San Diego County to to have a lot of resources at the ready for these initial attack fires to really throw everything we got at it right off the bat and try to keep these fires small. And we have fire engines, bulldozers, hand crews. Of course, our aircraft are, are incredibly helpful, both the fixed wing and the, the rotor wing. And we have resources coming from all over the state. We had strike teams coming in from Fresno and San Luis Obispo and a ton of help from our cooperators, Forest Service, um, our, all of our local government partners here in San Diego. And then, of course, our law enforcement partners. We couldn't do it without them. And especially the, the most dicey time is the evacuation and they really shine in that part. We work together to get folks out of their homes and, and it's really just a, a huge team effort out here. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. I heard that fire officials have made pleas to the public that if they are told to evacuate because of wildfire, they need to go. Why is that so important? 
it's really the fire environment is just so dynamic. You look at this time of year and we we have fuel conditions where our brush has um, gotten below the critical fuel moisture. That means when it does catch on fire, the fire behavior has the potential to be explosive. This time of year, these next few months are are going to get um, very challenging for us anytime we have a new start. Um, Immediately, Upon dispatch of this fire, we were getting 911 calls of people in their homes surrounded by fire. Um, certainly not something that we want. Um, we, we don't want that situation for anybody, obviously, but it also takes away from the firefight. We have to turn our efforts towards life safety. That's obviously the number one. And so instead of engaging on the fire, we're trying to get people out of harm's way. Some of that we don't have a choice, right? The fire starts right by their homes and they didn't have a chance to evacuate. But the people who choose to stay are really creating a, a hazardous situation for everybody and not allowing us to engage in the firefight because we're trying to keep them safe. You talked about the rough terrain and the really miserable conditions that the uh, firefighters are working in. How long do you think it will take to fully contain and control the Border 32 fire? I'd say minimum we'll be out here for several more days, Um, just uh, many miles of of building a containment line, which is basically like building a hiking trail. And when you're cutting grass, um, goes a little bit faster. But when you're working through brush, um, it does take some time. You have chainsaws and hand tools working their way through. And then we have hose lines coming through to to cool everything down to reinforce that line. Um, Chipping away, even with hundreds of firefighters, takes a very long time. Um, our Our biggest push is to get folks back in their homes and we can continue our work around them as long as it's a safe environment for them. So we're doing everything we can to to make it tenable enough to get folks back in and then we're gonna continue working, but we will, we will be out here several more days. I've been speaking with CAL FIRE Captain Thomas Schutz and thank you so much for the information. Absolutely, thank you. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The last days of California's two-year legislative session ended with a flurry of votes this week. One of the bills that did not make it would have ended the practice of transferring non-citizens to immigration custody when they're released from jail or prison. KQED's immigration editor, Taiki Hendricks, has that story. San Francisco State Senator Scott Weiner led the recent push for the Vision Act. He told his colleagues that the state prison system, known by its initials CDCR, is not required by California law to turn immigrants over for deportation after they've served their sentence or been released on parole. We've been asking the administration, CDCR, for years to stop doing this, and they won't. So it's time for the legislature to act. He invoked the case of a Cambodian refugee who came to the U.S. at age four, and was paroled from San Quentin after a full rehabilitation, only to be deported last month. 
But law enforcement groups opposed the bill, and Senator Susan Eggman of Stockton, a fellow Democrat who's from an immigrant family, was not convinced. Our immigration system is broken. It needs to be fixed. I can't do that at my level. I also want to say that I am a a social worker. I believe in redemption. But Eggman says she fears some people released from prison will commit crimes again. She voted for an earlier bill to limit police cooperation with immigration authorities. But on this bill, I, I cannot support it. I supported the Values Act, and I asked for this bill to be narrowed so I could feel better about it. Because at the end of the day, the job I do have is to ensure my community is safe and to do everything I can to ensure the safety of my constituents. Wiener pushed back, pointing to data that shows immigrants actually commit fewer crimes than U.S.-born citizens. And so this whole stereotype that the immigration debate is about crime, that is just, with all respect, not true. And he slammed the prison system for choosing to work with federal agents. CDCR is flipping us the bird with all due respect by saying, we don't care what sentences you, the policymakers, have set. We're going to add on punishment just for the heck of it, and get these people deported after they've done their sentence. It's outrageous. Last year, the state assembly resoundingly approved the bill. But when the votes were counted in the Senate, Eggman voted no, nine other Democrats abstained, and the Vision Act came up three votes short. Immigrant advocates vowed to keep fighting to end prison-to-immigration transfers. I'm Tyke Hendricks. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. This is KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Maureen Kavanaugh. For our weekend arts preview, there's contemporary ballet, theater, a chance to spend some time with a single work of art, and a legendary jazz group coming to town. Joining me with all the details is KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans. And Julia, welcome. Hi, Maureen. Thanks for having me. So the musical Ragtime is on stage at Moonlight Amphitheater through Saturday. Tell us about this production. Yeah, this musical was written in the 90s, and it's based on the 1975 novel by E.L. Doctorow. And it follows three different groups by way of following three distinct individuals, and all of them live very different lives. This is all set in early 20th century America. There's Cole House Walker Jr., who's a black piano player in Harlem. He's played by Charles Brown. There's Mother, who is an upper-class housewife that's in Westchester, New York, and she's played by Betts Malone. And then Tata, who's a Jewish immigrant, that's Gino Carr, who was part of the original Broadway cast of Come From Away. And so we follow along as their lives kind of weave together, and we watch the different types of oppression that each of them face. And the soundtrack, of course, is a huge part of this, with music across styles for each of the characters. There's ragtime and jazz-tinged songs, as well as klezmer and contemporary styles as well. And 
And this is an outdoor production at Moonlight in Vista. And this is closing weekend, so your last chances to see it are tonight and Saturday night. The gates to the amphitheater open at 6.30, and curtain is at 8. And one more theater production. Tell us about Fandango for Butterflies and Coyotes at the La Jolla Playhouse. Right, Fandango for Butterflies and Coyotes. This is a joint production from the Playhouse and On Guard Arts, which is a New York company. This is a new play written by Andrea Tome with music from Sinue Padilla. And the story revolves around a lot of music and dance again. And there's a fandango from the title that's a a type of gathering and celebration with storytelling, music, and dance. This gathering is common to Latin American immigrant communities. And in the play, this particular fandango is on the eve of an ice raid on the entire city. So this play is on stage through September 25th, and you can catch it this weekend at 8 o'clock tonight and Saturday, and then at 7 o'clock on Sunday. How about a little dance? What do you know about this new production from the Rosin Box Project? Yeah, they're a contemporary ballet company, and they've been pretty busy and really innovative over the last couple of years or so of the pandemic. And this weekend is the finale for their current season. This one's their debut's productions, and it'll be held in the Mingay's really lovely new theater space. And it's a set of four brand new works of contemporary ballet, which has actually become one of my favorite types of dance. It's a blend of classical ballet and modern dance, and it tends to be really expressive. There's a lot of room for non-traditional and kind of freer movements. And of these four debuts, two of them are from the Rosenbach's choreographers, and two are from guest choreographers. I've seen a few clips of these, and they look absolutely incredible. The piece from Rosenbach's Jeremy Zapanta is scored by San Diego-based composer and experimental musician Zane Alexander. There are three live shows left tonight through Sunday at 7.30, but they're also doing a virtual stream that's at 7 o'clock on Saturday. Now a way to commune with some visual art. Tell us about what's on this weekend. Okay, and I'm sort of warning you in advance that starting next week, I'm probably going to be inundating you with a lot of visual art. There's a ton opening up throughout September. There's Design Week later in the month. There's going to be a new Alexis Smith exhibition at Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego. There's the San Diego Art Prize that's going to be at the Downtown Library. There's so much coming up. That's all later this month. And it kind of makes this weekend the calm before the storm. Uh, The Bread and Salt Complex right now is mostly closed down in between exhibitions, but Quint 1 is open. Um, That's the space that is a satellite of Quint Gallery in La Jolla, and they show a single notable work of art at a time so that you can spend some time with it. And right now they have Luminous Emergence. That's from Mayling Martinez. It's a new installation work with a projector screen that's hung in the space and it's dotted with this cluster of illustrations. There's somewhere between petroglyphs and and borrowed in illustrations from medical textbooks or survival manuals or how-to books. There are complicated knots alongside some really strange fantastical organs or muscles or veins. It's really easy to get lost in the details on this one. And the gallery is open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to 4. Finally, The Shell will host Wynton Marsalis and the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra this weekend. What can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, this group has been working as the resident jazz ensemble at the famed Lincoln Center in New York since 1988. And Wynton Marsalis has been directing since 1991. And they're a pretty busy group. They tour a lot. They play in schools. They have a string of albums, including a Pulitzer Prize for Marsalis's Blood on the Fields. And they, of course, also perform regularly at the Lincoln Center. And the orchestra plays a pretty broad range of jazz works. There's plenty of classics, but also new stuff from orchestra members or other contemporary jazz composers. And they've also done an album of Sesame Street music. And we're listening right now to their rendition of Delaney's Dilemma from jazz composer John Lewis. The show is Sunday night at the Shell, and there's a special pre-show treat. There's a set from the super talented Young Lions Jazz Conservatory, so get there by 6.15 if you want to hear that. For details on these and many more upcoming arts events or to sign on for Julia's weekly KPBS Arts newsletter, go to kpbs.org arts. I've been speaking with KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans. Julia, thank you. Thank you, Maureen. Have a good weekend. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.